Check, 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 check. Hello, hello, it's JR. Welcome to the JR Show podcast. Special little treat for you. It's not every day you get to do an interview with uh, somebody who was your first teenage crush. Well, that's what's going to be going down today. She is the sister of Joel and Luke from For King and Country, but she was around before them. As a matter of fact, when I was a teenager, she was all over the the Christian radio station that uh, I listened to when I was 13, 14, 15 years old. And she was sort of the princess of faith-based music. Rebecca St. James is back making music, and she is my guest for this episode number eight of the JR Show podcast. Now, one of the questions I'm going to ask her in this chat is uh, sort of become an unfortunate trend of people of faith or even people on a stage, musicians that have been in the church that have renounced their faith. It's a question that I had the opportunity to ask Rebecca about. So stick around for her answer. Let's get after it. Here's episode eight of the JR Show podcast with Rebecca St. James. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, will you please put your little paws together for Rebecca St. James? Hello. <laughs> I loved that. That's so good. Um, Hi. Hello. So good to see you again. This is weird for me. Okay. Because first of all, it's always weird having your first crush on the air with you. <laughs> you and Wonder Woman. <laughs> wow. I've, I've never been put in the same <laughs> sentence comparatively with Wonder Woman. That's very nice. We're talking Linda Carter. <laughs> Wonder wow. Woman. Um, Thank you. I embarrassed my children a bit ago when I said, hey, come meet Rebecca. She was on a poster on my wall when I was a teenager. I say teenager to make you feel good. Yes. Um, yes. We've, I, this is so ex- Because I've become friends with your younger brothers, Joel and Luke from For King and Country, I was interviewing you first, like, f- you know, for years. And then I didn't yep. even know you had brothers because it was just I grew up listening to your music and then all of a sudden I'm interviewing you and now they've become some of the top selling faith-based artists in history yep it now like sitting in front of you is like a return full circle to my roots you are my roots oh that's so (laughs) sweet it was fun meeting your daughters and just saying I'm Joel and Luke's sister. Right. I'm Joel and Luke's big sister. I like being known that way too. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> well, we've got new music to talk about. Brand new album from Rebecca St. James has just come out. I like to lead a lot of these off without with just little icebreakers, right? Just to break the I don't think we need it, but I already wrote the question, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go right into this question. For years, uh, Joel and Luke had to put up with people saying, Oh, we're Rebecca St. James brothers, and now you're in this awkward position of saying I'm Joel and Luke's sister. Yes. Is that a um is it is that weird for you or is it uh kind of nice? It is for- kind of nice actually. Like it's kind of like so we have two little girls, uh Gemma who's 6 and then Imogen who's 2 and then a brand new baby boy. Congratulations so, by the way. Thank you very much. So I love being known as Gemma's mom, you know, because she's just finished kindergarten. And it's like, it's so fun being kind of known as something other than just me for my music. Like even, and even when I kind of pulled back from music for a while and I was off the road for a little bit, it's like when people would just smile at me, it was just because I was a person to smile at. And somehow that's just kind of nice and a gift in its own way. You're speaking my language, by the way. Really? No, I'm, it's the same, not as, not the same level, but locally, 
there people is people know you it is very for a certain thing. Oh, it's difficult yeah. to go to church because yeah. even though it's radio because of social media and I guess tattoos, that doesn't <laughs> help. But to be able to walk into church and just have somebody say hi yes. without, hey, I heard this on the show or hey, yes. you're horrible, you know, all that. Whatever, <laughs> no one's saying that to you. But I'm saying I get what you're saying just to be a person. Yeah, without your yes. job being involved in the conversation. Exactly. So yes. being known as the boys or that's yeah. what I call them, but the boys, Joel and Luke's big sisters, just kind of sweet. Yeah. It's kind of refreshing. Is there competitiveness in the family at all? Um, professionally? No, we're so for each other. Like, I mean, just seeing them explode like they have and be so successful. And I love them so much. Like we're a real close family, um, but they're two of my dear, dear friends. And yeah. so it's like, we hang outside of like large family gatherings just because we enjoy each other. So I like, I go on walks with Joel, with his dog, you know, pretty regularly when we're both at home. So yeah, I just, I've been so proud of them that it's a joy for me. And then with this album process, Luke sings on the title track, Dawn, and then uh, Joel's like spoken into pictures for the covers and artwork and like songs and yeah. mixes and they we're just so invested in each other's thing that yeah. it just feels very very supportive that's great actually let's go into the the first song that we've been playing from the new album that has just come out uh, battle is the lord's how did this song come to be well uh it it's a kind of a little miracle song in a way and it began that way as well so I wrote this song with Seth Condry and Heath Baltziegler from North Point Church in Atlanta. And when they were coming in to write in Nashville, Heath had had this dream the night before about the battle is the Lord. It's just kind of like this concept of God going before us and fighting for us. And he walks in and we pray and we're like talking about ideas. And they just said, well, what's been on your heart lately to write about? And one of the two ideas that apparently he, – he's got a photographic memory, so he remembers this better than me. But one of the two ideas I, that came out of my mouth was I just feel like I want to write a song about God going before us and fighting our battles and, like, it's his battle, like, it, just this whole thing. And so it's it's been a song that has kind of ministered to me in this album process and even in 2020 just being such a strange year and – I think anxiety inducing for a lot of us, like just kind of those waves of going, what the heck is going on in our world and nation? And there's just a lot of turmoil. It's been one of those songs message wise that I have been challenged by. You write a song in a certain season of your life and then sometimes it just comes back to you and challenges you to trust God or to reach out for him in a certain way. And that song's done that for me. So it's been um, really, really sweet to kind of see the timeliness of it. We had no idea about what 2020 would look like, but I think the song of just trusting God, why so heavy on my soul? Like, like I don't need to be heavy. I can know that God has got this. He's in control. He's still on the throne and this battle is his. So it, yeah. it's um, been really cool to see the timeliness of it. I think people have been calling up for it for many, many years, but you were busy having children That's and, true. you know, Got that writing thing out of your phase out of the way. Yeah, 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 totally. Some Um, acting in that time too. Yeah, Yeah, there was a few things. Um, We have limited time with you and I've got a lot to get to here. So let me go. One of the first um, 
you were the, in my opinion, all right, you don't need to claim any of this. We don't want to try to give you a big head, but the first pop princess of faith-based music. In- Whoa, <laughs> that is a very nice title. Thank um, you. Outside of, let's just take Lauren Daigle off the table. Okay. Who, what female in the faith-based genre will we still be talking about years to come in your opinion? Oh, Since you were, you were like the first, and then obviously the, the crop has grown so much in the past 20 years, and I think Lauren is too easy of an answer. Um, <laughs> and uh, so is there somebody else female-wise that in the format that you uh, maybe cheer for or are wowed by talent-wise? Well, there's two actually that come to mind. Um, I've toured recently with Nicole C. Mullen, and she's just such an amazing human being. Um, I just recently just in the last couple of months launched launched a podcast too and i interviewed her for that and she's just so solid so i love that woman and just feel like she's just got so much to say in songs and otherwise so she came to mind real fast and nala grant man she's just had longevity and continues to have high impact with her songs and her insanely amazing voice so i mean those are probably the two that yeah. come to mind for me oh yeah outside lauren of course oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um now that um your brothers in for king and country have become uh one of the top bands and i would say in the history of the faith-based format um what did you think your little brothers would end up doing for a living based on what you were observing with them growing up could you see occupations oh yeah well for joel absolutely he was like born a rock star really right. you know like just even on the road when they were when the whole family was out and um, Joel was stage managing for me and then singing background vocals, he just had this, like, I don't know, presence about him on stage and then this voice. He'd go around the house singing and making up songs and, like, just since he was tiny. So it was just kind of always in him. Uh, Luke, I probably would have thought if I picked an occupation, maybe a pastor of a church or something something to do with people because he's just always been very social. I tell a story... It's maybe mildly embarrassing for Luke, but but he he loves it, I think, too. Anyway, about how when we first moved to the U.S. and we went through like this living by faith experience and didn't have any money, as a family, we would rake lawns um, for neighbors and stuff just to get a little bit of extra cash for our family to survive. And, you know, mowing yards, cleaning houses, babysitting. We were kind of all just pulling together. And the whole family would be literally out raking this lawn and Luke would be chatting to the owner of the house. Like, so literally everyone else has like got the rake and is actively yeah. getting those at those leaves and like Luke's chatting with the, yeah. with the owner. He was just always very social. But mind you, he was like four or five years old at that right. time. So like, what's he going to do? Did you ever think he would be raising cattle? Uh, <laughs> not particularly, actually. And I'm yet to meet those cows. Oh. But he loves them. He is all about being yeah. a... Like, what are you, cow owner? Yeah. I don't even know how you define Just it. Just the other day, he was on my show talking about how to keep cows from having pink eye. Wow. And that yeah. is something I don't think you or I would ever know anything about. <laughs> he had to talk to a neighbor because flies were leading to pink eye in the cows. Gosh, that's <laughs> so wild. All the things that yeah. you don't have to think about when you're not a cow owner. No. <laughs> yeah, good on him. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a deep one, but... Uh, for those that don't know, I, I think the book that you, maybe it wasn't a book, maybe it was just sort of a platform, an idea about purity in young girls. Song and, and book, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you were right. The 
you know, just the whole waiting till you're married yeah. um, to first kiss kind of a deal. No, I, not for first. So... No, not for first kiss. Just Gosh, purity, purity. Just purity. Period in relationships. But well, growing up in the church. No, I did not save my first kiss for my <laughs> wedding day. Let it be known. Yeah, yeah. That was Joel. <laughs> Actually, I think with his wife. And it yes. wasn't by choice. Yes. No, it was not. And you, and see, you told, know my brother very well. Luke told me before. Mariah came into the picture. His Joel's previous girlfriend was like, "I'm not going to kiss till my wedding day." And Luke's like, "He knows how to pick them." <laughs> and it's I thought true. it was I thought it was Joel was just a very pure. And he's like, "It's not Joel. It's <laughs> it's the girls he keeps." <laughs> yeah, it's true. But you were leading the charge, just sort of um, waiting till you're married, you know, and not what's the scripture awakening love before it's time kind of yes, a deal. You were, yeah, a, you yeah. were a leader in that. Thank you. Yeah. And, and then jo- this, this Joshua Harris comes along and writes, I kissed dating goodbye. Um, I bring this up to just get your, you know, between Joshua Harris renouncing his faith or questioning his faith recently. And now other artists, Marty Sampson and Hawk Nelson. Um, what just internally as a believer, watching people on platforms, basically pull the ripcord and bail, um, how have you handled this new trend um, just with people and platforms recently doing that? Being from Australia and having Marty Sampson yeah, from Hillsong. Songs. Yeah, yeah. So many songs he's written have impacted people all over the world. Yeah. I mean, um, I think the overwhelming thing that I feel is sadness, honestly, for each person that that's, this has happened with and then also for the impact on other people, you know, just... Because each one of those people that you listed has quite a platform and like very strong platform and um, our influences. And I think it just, it makes me <clears throat> very sad for the person. And Josh, Josh was a friend, you know, mm. and, and so I've known him a long time. Haven't caught up for a long time because he's, he's been very busy pastoring and having family. And I've, I've, you know, had, had my own family and a lot going on too, but um yeah, I just feel s- sad for them in this season. And um, so I just pray that God meets them in a fresh and new way, each in their own journey, um, in a very authentic way, and ministers to the pain. Because I think what I also see is just pain. I think in each of the situations, I think there's just a lot of pain that they're processing. And I just pray that after the deconstruction, there can be reconstruction. Mm. What is uh, maybe artist choice, a song you want us to hear from the album? Yeah, well, this and Can you is, walk us up? Yeah, for sure. I would love to. Uh, this is a song called Middle of the Fire that I recorded with Josh Baldwin, who is an amazing human being. And the song really just talks about being in the middle of the fire, kind of like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in, in Old Testament, and trusting God, like trusting God that he is with us in that and just kind of this pledge of like allegiance, no matter what we're walking through that Lord, I'll trust you, whatever kind of fire comes. And and that's hard to say when you're in deep pain, it's like, it's hard to kind of walk that out like a child, like he calls us to, cause he just calls us to trust and rest in him. But it's a song that I think really ministers to every one of us that has lived any period of time on this planet, because all of us that have lived any period of time on this planet have been through some kind of deep pain at some point or disappointment and have felt like we've gone through the fire and just need to be reminded to trust God like a child. So it it challenges me when I sing this song. Yeah. 
Well, I before we do one one last little thing we've got for you, just to the audience. The audience has heard me have your dad on the show. Uh, You've had my dad on the yeah, show. Yeah, he was. How in, did I not hear that interview? I'm very intrigued. Uh, he wow. was in this room, and he was the guest. The Thursday afternoon chat. That's awesome. Um, just because he and I have a history together, he has just poured into my life over the span of ten years, and um, and uh, from I, going out to L.A. when the boys were on with Leno. Yep. They flew me out just to be a guest, and it was right when your brother Joel and Mariah decided. Hey, that was a two-month break to think about and pray about whether or not we should get married. And I was sitting right there on the hotel bed as we went to watch their performance on Leno because they tape it earlier in the day and then it airs at night on Leno. So I'm sitting there. Joel is next to me and Mariah is next to him. And we're all watching their performance on Leno. And Joel told me it was that night they decided that they were going to get married and so I am tied to Dude, this memory. Dude, you are part of like the small band family history. Yeah. Wow. So, I did not know that. That's an amazing story. But that night, your dad and I went to dinner with a bunch of Sony execs. And your dad was ignoring the Sony execs and came over and talked to me the whole night about life. Just he and I. And he poured into me. I love it. And sort of just didn't take part in the meeting. He just wanted to come talk to a guy he'd never met before and just started pouring into me. And so I've... I've been a it. fan ever That's since. That's my dad. Yeah. So, you know, there's probably so many between you and the boys, there's probably so many stories over the years. Um, they did tell me they would go do shows at Disney, like in the park, and like people would, characters would come up, and instead of saying, hey, you're for King Country, they would say, hey, where's your dad? Like, your, oh, yeah. your dad has fans. Oh, he sure does. He sure does. <laughs> Not just from the old bloke oh, Instagram. It's, it's true. <laughs> but, but, wow, you know about that too. Yeah, it's just I think when you meet somebody, uh, he sends me your Christmas card every year, which is all you guys lined up. Yep. And I feel oddly like some sort of a cousin. Yes. But I, I wonder if that's just your dad that brings people into the family that is centered in faith, yeah. but, but yet so accepting of other... like. We meet a lot of artists yeah. here in this job and everybody's friendly, but your dad has this ability to make you feel like he actually is listening to you and cares about he you. He does. He really does. Yeah. He's a wonderful man. And I, I think he celebrated his 70th birthday end of last year and uh, he's just doing some of the best work of his life right now. Yeah. You know, And it's just, it's very sweet for me to have worked with him for nearly two decades and then be totally out of the scene for six, seven years and then to be working with him again. And just, I mean, he's he's a mentor of mine, dear friend, like, and I, I have so much respect for him. And and he's so gifted. Like, to, who, how many people can say at 70 years old that they're doing, the, not that he would say this, but yeah. have other people say they're doing some of the best work of their life yeah. and leaving such a legacy too with what he is doing. Like, I'm... Just really proud of him. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear those stories from your yeah, life too. Definitely. We're going to wrap up with something we call tickling the ivories. Okay. And so all the artists that I have in the studio over the span of summer, fall into the winter, usually they're singers and not piano players. Okay. So the bit is that we hook a microphone up to you and give you 30 seconds on the clock to do whatever you want to do with this piano behind me. Okay. We've had this could artists. be pretty rough. Oh no. We've, <laughs> we've had rougher. Like, well, you haven't heard mine yet. Mine could be the roughest. <laughs> um, there are times some have said that, 
and then they go play their just an okay version. And then we've had some that I said, well, just do chopsticks. And they're like, didn't know how to do any, like not even a. Okay. So you're not going to be the worst. I okay. promise. All right. Great. But it's 30 seconds to have fun with or be serious with whatever you want to do. Okay. You're not a piano player, right? No. Okay. Then you're safe now. Okay. Now, whatever you do is going to be fine. Okay. <laughs> Tickling the ivories. All right, here we go. Tickling the ivories with Rebecca St. James. This is 30 seconds to do whatever you want. We know you're not a professional piano player, so just have fun with it. Um, whatever you'd like to give us whenever you're ready. I, I literally don't think anybody publicly has heard me play this like one song that I can play on the piano okay. ever. So this, this is, is an cute. exclusive, ladies and gentlemen. It's yeah. Keep your expectations low, people, <laughs> please. <laughs> That's good. Is that 30 seconds? Yeah, Did I sure. do it? <laughs> I left it on the unresolved because there's so much artist angst in that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. feeling that. A time that. for us is what that is if people didn't recognize it. Okay. Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, thank you. <laughs> Tickling the All right, saying goodbye to Rebecca St. James. It has been way too long of a gap between albums, so we thank you. For returning to us my pleasure and uh, it's a joy to be back looking forward to diving in um, to the new album dawn which just came out from rebecca st james and uh, we're already playing one of the songs hopefully playing a bunch more but uh, thank you it is wonderful to see you again great to see you too thanks for having me well what do you know about that another artist i have as a guest that says i don't play piano and then they sit down and they do something that i couldn't do so that's just the way it seems to go big thank you to rebecca st james for joining me thank you for listening i appreciate it as always if you want to give a nice review on there that's up to you (laughs) leave your tip in the jar I do want to encourage you to hit subscribe. And when you do, you'll be updated when a new JR Show podcast episode comes out. All right, you can follow us on Instagram. The link is in our show notes. And next week, you're going to be hearing a conversation with myself and the two pastors in my life, an Irishman and a Cajun. They're going to be taking on your questions. It's going to be a lot of laughs and a lot of moments that could impact your faith forever. Again, hit subscribe. You'll be alerted when that episode goes up. So until next week, thank you for listening to the JR Show podcast. Peace, 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 peace.